and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about The Loves of Your Life, a new studio album from former frontman of The Walkman, Hamilton Lighthouser, and it starts with a song called The Garbage Men. All the because I liked this album so much did I want to talk about it but I also thought it might be fun to revisit the first episode ever of For the Record in which we discussed Hamilton Lighthouser's first solo album Black Hours which was released back in 2014 and so here we are again I think that if you were a fan of the Walkman as I was in the 2000s the way that his sound has evolved into this very cinematic crooner style would be surprising but it's really a continuation of the style he established in that first record first solo record yeah it's a testament to his voice that it can be so evocative and work so well in that guitar driven fast rock that they were making 15 years ago and can also be very distinctively the same voice like oh that's the same guy is you know he's aging gracefully at least his voice is and yet it's so slow and you know i think you said cinematic it's also very orchestral where this very at least these kind of synth strings and so it's it's so far from that rock origin story and and i think kind of an intentional choice here that 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 letting us know this is going to be a you know in some ways a very intimate album like i think he plays most of the instruments and it's his voice is so forward and yet it feels really big and right from the start. Yeah, he put this whole record together in his home studio and played most of the instruments himself. And the backing vocals are like his wife and daughters. And I think they're the preschool teacher that teaches their kids. And so it's a very homespun record. But it he started out writing the music as kind of almost like a cinematic score sort of feel and then did the lyrics later. And I think, think that really shows in the attention to detail of the instrumentation. And so I, I think a very different style is at play in the next song we'll play, which is called... Here they come.
song is an interesting one. I think the, he's very upfront in interviews and reviews of talking about the album that it's, oh, these are songs are inspired by people I met or people I know. Not and, necessarily the loves of his life, but just like chance encounters and people he talked to once or old friends that he isn't talking to anymore. Yeah, and it's nice. And so, yeah, some of them he tells a story in this one. Uh, I, I don't know that the that there's a lot to grab onto, but I love that it starts off as kind of this meditation. It's seeming like this meditation kind of on mortality and how things fade away in this uh, metaphor of being in a movie theater. And then it becomes a little more concrete. You get the sense of, oh, this was someone he was maybe riding the subway with, uh, arms around their shoulders. And yet there's enough kind of vagueness and I can just kind of relax into how these evocative words and this warm instrumentation of this very kind of upright piano and harmonica so it's such a different vibe from that first track we played Mm -hmm. and so energetic and I, I think positive but a little wistful it's it's a real sweet ride yeah I don't know if I, I if this song specifically but a lot of the piano here is John John Batiste who's the band leader for the late show and Hamilton Lighthouser has said in interviews that like, yeah, he plays some of the piano, but when it's really good, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah. So piano's pretty good here. So let's. But, but this is a great album to listen to as we are sheltering in place, trapped at home during the COVID-19 pandemic and distant from so many of our loved ones. And the fact that this album is all about connecting with other people and how the connections that you make with them years later, even if they weren't a super important part, person in your life stick with you and how it's really those people that you meet in life that that shape your life yeah there's there's a certain amount of like i miss you and i'm a little apologetic the entire chorus which is so rousing and yet it's all about yeah it was kind of dumb and i wasn't really yeah. paying enough attention to you and so you get this is kind of someone maybe he let slip out of his life and he's appreciates that even while maybe regretting i could have done better and it's it's very sweet and feels very genuine and the next song we'll play is then about an encounter between just some with just some random stranger that he met on the ferry and talked to for a little bit during the course of the ride. And it's called Cross Cross Sound Ferry Walk On Ticket.
really appreciate a an unforced feeling complicated time system going on on this one where where we came in there's this really nice kind of syncopation where these two different rhythms that aren't really resolved and I feel kind of out of sorts and then we drop into the closest thing the song has to a, a chorus and then it's super aggressively 6-8 time in a way that I still can't tell you having listened to the song a bunch of time whether it is in, up until that point because the times are so vague and unsettled as he's singing about riding on this ferry and then it, it resolves into this moment and it's kind of triumphant even if it's about this guy who's just kind of riding the ferry back and forth all day yeah there's a the first song the garbage man was also kind of this like drowsy waltz and there's a lot of interesting things going on with structure and time and it, all of these are structurally very interesting songs yeah and it's you know appropriate to be you know, in interesting times as he's a lot of these kind of meditations on mortality, like, oh, I have this past now. He's what, in his early 40s and he can look back and regret things. And also he has kids and he can see this guy and imagine, well, you know, I have daughters. Maybe this guy has daughters that are grown now and he doesn't know what to do with his time. And maybe that could be me. And it's. Well, and what I like about the song, too, is that I mean, about the record is that he's these are all people that he maybe doesn't necessarily remember fondly they're hand wavy enough as to be intentionally not recognizable by pr presumably the person they're about but they're all people that he's rooting for and that he's positive about you know it's like they're kind of fond memories even when it's been you know a difficult parting or whatever like that you know there's there's some sort of bitter lyrics in some of these but then it's you can tell that with the passage of time, he's kind of put this behind him and they're all part of the fabric of his life. Yeah. It's a, it's a, and being a mature album is mm -hmm. always seems somehow like a backhanded compliment, mature but mature artist, you mean mature, well, mature album, a mature album by a mature <laughs> artist. I mean, but yeah, the, I mean, the art here is about being an adult mm -hmm. and in a way that isn't boring, mm -hmm. but it is. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know if I would have appreciated it 20 years ago, but I'm appreciating it now. And it's got these, I think what he carries through from the Walkman is this real versatility. You know, I was, before we recorded this, Adam wasn't sure if he had ever heard The Rat, which I think is, I think we can all agree is the best Walkman song. And if you've never heard it, you should go listen to it. But it's this, it goes kind of, his voice goes into this low kind of menacing channel and then into the chorus of this just like balls out like raspy emotional wail and I think his versatility comes through and it really like uh, illustrates the drama in these songs very effectively and I think this is one of them where he there are parts where he's kind of like low and quiet and then he really lets loose and you just want to sing along yeah so after this you know weird old guy on a on a fairy triumph there's I think a, a completely different sonic shift into uh, again, it, a very evocative scene on this next track. It's called Don't Check the Score. All the wind is twisting Up the plastic bags In the Christmas lights And a storm Yeah. Science play. 
sometimes you let on a tenth of what you know. I wish you'd say goodbye next time you go. Really appreciate the variety of instrumentation here where there's so much stuff that I'm sure must be a synthesizer, but it's like, is that a full lute sound? And then there's some kind of this harp sound. Then is he playing bongos maybe? Yeah. And then it ends with a horn backing. Get kind of Yeah, it feels very warm, but it's so eclectic and it is maybe the track that is the most shocking that this is just his home studio because it sounds so big and full and produced in a way that is shocking. And I guess a testament to modern technology that people can set up these kinds of studios in their own house. Yeah, and the backing vocals just sound so, it sounds like a professional choir and it's just, you know, his family and friends. And he's done an amazing job with just working with what he has. I mean, he plays several instruments, you know, he knows how to play several instruments and that helps. But yeah, it, it, there's so much here. Yeah, it's these, so rich. And there's a yeah, fun little, again, very, it's almost too much. These arpeggios just yeah. in, in the choir and the sort of synth flute, but it gives it a, a certain lightness, even as the song itself is seems kind of sad and it's one of the more morose songs even though it has I love that wonderful detail of just yeah you had this you left your lipstick on the Dixie cup that was half full of ginger ale and rum which such like a weird drink in the paper cup and it it feels so evocative a particular moment in his life that he's remembering with again that same mixture of I don't know how I feel about this but I'm going to choose to be positive looking back yeah and and I think this this song is kind of the in some ways the thematic heart of this whole record which is i i don't check the score anymore like i'm not keeping score i'm not worried about who wronged me and who got the better of that conversation or whatever like it's all just memories that all create this tapestry of the memories of my life that i can put together and package them up nicely with music this sweet take and yeah it is a nice moment of relative calm before we get I think one of the kind of louder and darker tracks on the album it's called Till Your Ship Comes In on this song is so interesting every time I listen to it with headphones I hear something different and the way that his own vocals are layered and he becomes kind of his own backing vocalist combined with this almost creepy toy piano but then you know it's got this 
rousing chorus, semi-chorus. You were talking a lot about the structure. But it, it, it all comes together in this really interesting way that made this... I wouldn't say one of my favorite tracks on the album, but maybe the most memorable. It's, yeah, I I would describe it as satisfying. Mm -hmm. And I think it's actually structurally one of the most straightforward tracks on the album. And it has kind of verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Except even then, it opens with sort of two verses. One of them's quiet, one of them is loud. And then here we heard the third verse, which halfway through switches from quiet to loud. So it's kind of speeding up this pattern and how it's, Again, his very kind of low, languid voice in the verses and so shouted and kind of really pushing himself in those choruses and alongside these different kind of piano tones that seem almost intentionally out of tune. So it it feels very discordant and very unsettling, even as I described as satisfying because it is a rousing and yeah memorable track. Yeah, and the lyrics, I think, on this song are some of the darkest. Hamilton Lighthouser, in interviews, has said that he intentionally obscured some of the facts on these to, if, if they were, in fact, about somebody that he has a, had a relationship with as opposed to, like, just some stranger that he met and had a conversation with. And this one, I feel like, is the most intentionally obfuscated because what he's saying about this person is not particularly flattering. Yeah, someone who, like, starts fights and kind of seems yeah it's frozen on page one of a book like not really able to commit and just kind of out there yeah and just just like the person that you're always hoping they'll get their life on track but like maybe they're just not ever going to yeah gonna act your age seems maybe aspirational (laughs) in that bridge and i like how it gets very it gets very conversational from these very shouted verse the the chorus is being so shouted rather and then in the bridge it almost becomes like a little mini spoken word section before then going back into this um, very conventional verse chorus structure in the end so it's it's really a blast so the next song we'll play is about a, a lady elderly lady who sat next to him on a bench while he was taking his kids to the beach and started telling him this whole life story and he sort of related it in this song and it's called the stars of tomorrow The stars of tomorrow are brighter every night. If I can remember the rest of your story, right? Well, he can have the pool and the cards, but I'm taking this for. My favorite part of the story that Hamilton Lighthouser tells about this song is that when this woman who is telling her telling her story to him um, after she just kind of like sits down on a bench next to him at the beach, she had driven up in a Silverado and she she's talking about how she just left her husband and like the whole story. And she's saying, you know, she keeps saying like, and I'm taking this forward. I'm taking this forward. And Lighthouser's like thinking, you know, I don't want to burst your bubble lady, but that's a Chevy. Yeah, it's a, it's funny and sweet. It feels very intimate. I think it's one of the least complicated in terms of instrumentation, mm-hmm. and it feels 
so many light years from the rock star persona that he was, you know, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, swaggering and yelling and, and rocking and playing <laughs> guitar. And now it's, it feels very much, I imagine him just sitting at his piano, rec- recalling this kind of curious story. And, you know, it, it's all about being a father and going to Long Island, which is not the coolest <laughs> spot. And that these sorts of, you know, these, ma- the magic is everywhere. These weird, weird stories happen everywhere. And, uh, being open to that inspiration it's really great and it's a fun track the next song we'll play is called whack jack where we faded out there the when I was a boy I could laugh at it laughed at it because the cadence of it reminded so much me so much of in the rat the Walkman song that I referred to earlier the when I used to go out when I used to go when I used to go out I'd know everyone I saw now I go out alone if I go out at all and it just something about the like driving beat and the kind of shouty vocals it's it's just a style that is so uniquely his and it gives his vocals so much character yeah it's a wonderful statement but here less guitar rock and more hints of mandolin i think Mm -hmm. you you flagged as well as uh, a lot of just these kind of synth lines that are really bent and fluid and it has a uh, it i wouldn't call it warm but it is you know, an inviting sound alongside these lyrics that are, again, another form of wistfulness, this notion of like, yeah, someday, you know, whatever relationship that he had with this person probably was very intense and just like, hey, someday, you know, we'll, you'll just be one of the people I remember and it'll be okay. Yeah, I love, I think this song has my favorite lyrics in the chorus, which are yours from today when your name is just a name and my love is a couple candles twinkling on your cake. That burn won't hurt you anymore, but I'll still keep your picture lying in a drawer. Yeah, so I think it, it's it's hopeful in its way that it, like, yeah, we're both gonna get over this and it'll be okay. And yeah, it's, it's... I think that's really what the whole album is about. It's about kind of recognizing the place that people had in your lives. And it's it's interesting because in interviews, Lighthouser has said that he always would write the 
lyrics and instrumentation together and this was unique in that he had written the instrumentation without the lyrics and the vocals first and he was really he found it really challenging to then come up with the lyrics to go with them and it wasn't until he hit upon this idea of remembering the people in his life that he had connected with that then that really inspired him to think back on all these relationships and encounters and form these songs about them in a way with this theme these themes that tie them all together yeah and it's a it's a testament to his skill as a songwriter that I I would not have guessed that that, that it was so separated and it, it uh, I guess it makes a little sense though because yeah the the compositions are so ambitious and varied and clearly he really focused on the music but then it, that he took the time to say, now I'm going to bring the lyrics and the vocals that are worthy of the music that I've written and it delivers it's really impressive and it's uh, you know, there aren't that many artists that we've done multiple times on this show. And it's really great to go back to the very first episode. Like well, I five figured years ago I, I won't and... listen to it, but I figure it was really bad. I don't think we knew what we were doing. And I will leave up to our <laughs> listeners whether they where you know what we're doing now. Also, but... I don't think I was doing any editing then. So it had all the ums and uhs in it. What editing? I'm naturally <laughs> a perfect speaker. No mistakes ever. But I think, as I mentioned, we're all sitting here in our own homes, separated from our loved ones during the quarantine. And so it was just a great album to listen to, to be reminded that the connections with other people that we will hopefully go back to someday soon are what matter most in life. Yeah, it's a good it's a good message now or anytime. So the last song that we'll play is called The Old King. And we've been listening to Hamilton Lighthouser's solo album, The Loves of Your Life. And you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening. No battle lost Growls the old king No war unwon He spits and he sings I wish I'd had the balls To sell the army Twist and 